Hey, horse girls. Before the show, Lindsay and I just wanted to jump in and tell you some very exciting news. Lindsay, do you want to tell them? We are starting a Patreon. What? Yeah. So we had, you know, solicited feedback of what people were interested in. And I feel like we got enough of a positive response that we decided to just go for it because, you know, Right now, we are currently paying to provide this podcast to y'all for free, and obviously, we want to continue to provide BoJack Horse Pod for free, but for those horse girls that are looking for a little something more, you'll be able to get that over on our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash bojackhorsepod, where you can you know, get in there for some more exclusive content. We're going to do a monthly podcast talking about some sort of movie or show or project. And I think we're going to try to make sure that at least someone in each project has been on BoJack. Does that sound right, Lindsay? I think it sounds fun. Yeah, like I'm very excited about this. I feel like we were talking about it today about whether we should just go for it. And we were thinking about what would be fun. And I think that's a great idea. Like we keep it connected to BoJack, but we give people a little something extra, you know? Exactly. And it's it's just so that, you know, people who want a little bit more can get that and also help us to provide a more polished quality product to everybody. Yes. And if you are unable to contribute anything at this time, totally fine. You will still get the horse pod you know and love. But if you do want to help us, we appreciate it so much. Yes. Uh, and again, like, if you're able to, no pressure. Yes. We're not sitting here like keeping a list like these are the true horse girls or anything like that. Like... <laughs> we do Perish not expect we do not expect anything from anyone and if zero people sign up that's fine zero people sign up and we will move on with our lives and continue to pay the hosting costs but yes. if anyone does sign up we'll be eternally grateful yes and so flattered so we have three tiers right now and i love the names that you came up with kirsten <laughs> did i come up with that Yes, you did exclusively. Oh. I had no role in this genius idea. Oh so my god! Take okay. your credit. <laughs> so the five dollar tier, your agents. Okay, you can do it all, and you will get access to a bonus podcast every month. And you're really doing it all because you're supporting other women. <laughs> Literally, you're not just doing it all for yourself. You're doing it all for us. And then the ten dollar patrons are managers not only can you do everything an agent can do but you can also produce and you will get to vote in exclusive polls to you know decide what our bonus podcast will be every month and then if you for whatever reason feel like you can give us twenty dollars a month which we would be so grateful you're a star it's a crossover episode in addition to everything i've already said we will do a monthly ama type podcast which will be a joy. It'll be fun. Or a text post. We'll yeah. figure it out. We're not really anticipating anyone <laughs> being a star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like purely, it might just be like one person and we're like, here's like the stuff you wanted to know, single person. So yes, I'm really excited about this. I think this is great. So well done on those tiers. Hell yeah. Thanks, Lindsay. But yeah, so we just wanted to step in real quick to let you know it's the start of a new month. So it's a great time to become a patron. Yeah. Again, we appreciate every single one of you whether you support us or not, but we would love it if you would check out our Patreon. So excited. Yes. Patreon.com slash Bojack Horsepod. Should we let them listen to the podcast now? I guess so. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 
welcome back to BoJack Horsepod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today, we will be talking about Season 6, Episode 3 of BoJack Horseman, Feel Good Story. My name is Kirsten McGinnis, and I'm joined, as always, by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? Doing well. This actually was kind of a feel-good story. Was it? Kind of. Like, it's for BoJack, compared to some of this other stuff we've been doing. It's sad when, like, a late-stage capitalism hellscape is a uh, feel-good story. Yeah, yeah. It's the beginning of a love story. We love love around here. Ugh. Do we? (laughs) No, just kidding. Yes, of course we do. (laughs) (laughs) Do we? (laughs) Is it the beginning of a love story? Seems that way. I like seeing Diane getting to, like, have a cute little romance. I do like that. But I also, I don't know, I feel like this is this is a foundation of sand. Mm. Oh, I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, I gotta, gotta build a house on rock. Come on. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, How are you? I am doing well. What was it? We spoke three days ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now we're back again. I love being on an accelerated schedule with you. <laughs> was it uh, even three days ago? Wasn't it just Friday? <laughs> I was looking at a week when we recorded on Thursday, but no, mm. you are right. It was two days. Two two days have passed. Yes. My brain is mush. Today on the <laughs> live feed update, I tried to say wild goose chase, and instead I said moose hunt. Oh. <laughs> two wild very moose different hunt. things. <laughs> or just yeah. moose hunt. I just said moose hunt. No, that's almost. Is that a, that, is that a saying? I don't think it's a saying. So, I I, a saying. yeah, I, my brain's not good. That's okay. It happens. I guess I used that as an opportunity to really put this podcast in a time and a place as we like to do. So I guess we should talk about what time it is right now. Yes, indeed. What time is it? What time and place is it? (laughs) What time and place is it? So it is Sunday, March 27th, 2022. In the Pacific time zone, it is 12.19 p.m. In New York, it is 3.19 p.m. And in London... It is 8.20 p.m. Look, same day in London for once. And then in Hong Kong, it is Monday, March 28th at 3.20 a.m. Does that mean that they have sprung forward now in London? Yes. They did today, actually. There you go. Because now we are eight hours separated instead of seven. Yeah. Why do you know that? (laughs) That they did it today. Because it always happens on a Sunday, and they hadn't when we recorded on Uh. Friday. So... Nice. Logic follows that it must have been today. Also, I believe that Australia also sprung forward today, and I have been recording podcasts famously with an Australian, Sarah Carradine, mm-hmm. so yes. we've had that top of mind when planning <laughs> time to record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes sense. I too often have to care about time zones. You're, it's a problem. It is. Okay, so this podcast is going to come out on Tuesday, April 12th, and it's a... It's a big day for holidays. And we've had so many busy days. I feel like the springtime, so many holidays. It's, you know, we're all coming back to life. The plants are blooming. Um, <laughs> the sun is coming out. And so there's a lot to celebrate. And also it looks like the website has finally fixed knowing when Easter is. Good. So good. that's great. It's big wind day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't give me any more information about that. All right. It's just big wind day and there's a picture of a wind turbine on it. I don't know. It's also <laughs> drop everything and read day. Good advice. I like the idea of that. I haven't had a good like reading day in a while and I would love it. Yeah, same. I have an exam the week that this comes out, so I will probably be reading but not anything I want to be reading. That's fair. Do you set like a reading goal every year or do you just like 
live yeah. your life unshackled by goals. Yeah, I put one in there on Goodreads, but like, I try not to be too beholden to it. See, I care a lot about finishing my Goodreads goal, and I'm, I think, like six books behind right now. Yeah, so. see, this year I was like, I'm not going to set one. I'm going to develop a healthier relationship with this friggin' website. And then I found that, like, within a few days, I was like, well, I've, like, read three books already this month. And I was like, all right, I'm going to have to do it because I'm going to be ahead forever. <laughs> That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I did like a ton of reading in the first two weeks of January because I wasn't back in school and I had time off work and I was just like, oh my God, I, I, ha- I must record this achievement somewhere. So just as unhealthy as ever. You still could have recorded the books without yeah, having a goal. Yeah. Okay. It's also education <laughs> and sharing day. Okay. Which is... You share your education? Or are they like unrelated? Yeah, I don't know. It It looks like it is related to the Hebrew calendar. But it okay. doesn't provide any further context as to why or what it is. <laughs> Some of these are very like, the title is intriguing, but it doesn't give you enough information. And that gives you nothing. Yeah. It's also Holy Tuesday, so five days before Easter. And for those Catholics out there, this is a big time of year for you. It is International Be Kind to Lawyers Day, which I don't think needs to be a day. I don't think we need that day. So they're just like some lawyer getting tired of the jokes. And this one gives you so much to say, oh my god. It was created by a public speaker who worked with lawyers on presentation skills and found them to be affable. He mentioned others that he worked with lawyers and they would often have negative reactions and make sarcastic comments and it left it up to him to defend the lawyers. Oh my he thought god. about there is a national ice cream day and a, a bubble wrap appreciation day and figured lawyers were just as good as those things, if not better. Then ice cream and bubble wrap, sir. That's nonsense. Yeah, no. I'm looking at the Wikipedia article about education and sharing day, and it says it calls for an increased focus on education. And Love that. Be Kind to Lawyers Day happens in between April Fool's Day and Tax Day. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I the, the, Lawyers don't need to be a protected class. They can yeah, get out of here. They're fine. It's also International Day for Street Children. Okay. International Day of Human Space Flight. yeah a lot of attention on that gotta gotta put a lot of attention there it's national grilled cheese sandwich day okay i can get behind that one of my favorite facebook posts i've ever seen is my dad shared one of those like stupid meme pages and it was like does anybody remember grilled cheese sandwiches and tomato soup and it's like yeah literally (laughs) everybody remembers that because it's just like a classic combination like it's still a thing Like, whatever happened to those guys? Like, no, no, they're still a thing. They never went anywhere. People eat them every day. Also very relevant to this episode of BoJack. You're not wrong. Yeah. Not wrong. Very fitting. Yeah. It's National Library Workers Day. Mm-hmm. So solidarity, actually, to the regional librarians in Victoria that are on strike. Oh, wow. National Licorice Day. Mm. Where are you on the licorice thing? I like Twizzlers, but I don't like actual licorice. Yeah, same. Josh really likes licorice saltwater taffy. Huh. That's a choice. I, you know what? I, like, I'm not yucking anybody's yum. I just didn't even know it existed. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I don't like saltwater taffy or licorice, so it's really not for me. <laughs> I was at a restaurant last night, and they had like the after-dinner mints, and I went to pick it up, and I looked at the wrapper before I ate it, and I was like, ah, I've been fooled by this before, and it was like one of those ones that tastes like black licorice, and it's not a mint. Oh yeah, and I was like, I'm not falling for you this time. What restaurant is this? It's just a Greek restaurant. It's not Ugh, good. Not a good idea. Mm-mm. Uh, 
It's also National Only Child Day, so neither of us can relate to that. No. It's Russian Cosmonaut Day. Goes okay. in line with hum- International Day of Human Spaceflight. Yep. Walk on your wild side day. Mm-hmm. And wear a star day. Oh, no. Okay, Wear a Star Day was created by a Christian nonprofit group for parents and families that have experienced the loss of a child, and it Ooh. memorializes the little stars in heaven. Good so it's a day Lord. for children who died at a young age. That's sad. Really ended on a heavy note there. Yeah, I it just <laughs> well the pictures of a gold star. It didn't look like it was gonna be so sad. Yeah. Ugh, I'm sorry, everyone. That's a real. A real downer ending. Classic Bojack, though. Classic. Okay, so you said you actually you thought that this episode was a feel good story. Please, please (laughs) sedate on that. Yeah, I guess I just mean more in the sense of like how it ends is like fairly positive and it's like a hopeful note for a change instead of being like, I am devastated. Look how sad I am. I liked seeing Diane get into a relationship that seems like on its face seems to have some good stuff going for it. It definitely has some problems, but it's, like, nice to see her not with someone who is BoJack. Like, it's nice to see her starting to, like, get into something that isn't Mr. Peanut Butter. It isn't BoJack. It's, like, I'm exploring this new relationship that could have some potential. And then, like, it ends with her realizing that maybe she should take a chance on something. And I feel like that's a relatively feel-good thing for BoJack. Yes, I do think that this episode marks a very different kind of era for diane Mm -hmm. like they are giving her a story that is all hers that is not tied to other people in the story at all which is really really positive and i i did like that Mm -hmm. yeah but to your point like it definitely is (laughs) like a lot of late stage capitalism stuff going on here that is not a feel-good story yes Exactly. So the star- the episode starts out with kind of a montage of Diane filming her web series called Cruising USA. Whereas like the concept of cruising is is tenuous, you know. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't know what it- it's hard to define, and I also don't know it when I see it. <laughs> But you know what? She is making the most of it because she is using this opportunity to do a series of takedowns uh, Mm -hmm. live on the internet. The first interview we get is uh, she's talking to a potato farm that does, they farm potatoes and onions. And we've learned that that's due to, you know, crop rotation. We're so Uh smart here on Horse Pod. (laughs) And then she's like, and also upfront for sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I actually do think it's a very funny intro to her. She's like, so how did you get into sex trafficking anyway? Like, as if that's how you would <laughs> bring down this, like, sex trafficking ring. So you be like, tell me more about that. Let me interview you. Yeah, it's very odd. And then it just goes into, like, a compilation of, like, takedown after takedown after takedown interspersed with her speaking with a guy who is the cameraman that she is working with on this project. A very, like, cute relationship, like... There, she says, oh, you. we need to get more B-roll so you don't have to show me, like, rubbing my nose. And he's like, oh, I thought that's how you were saying hello to me. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see her talking to him about this stuff because, like, he clearly cares about it, too, and he can talk about it really intelligently and they can bounce ideas off each other. I think that's nice to see for her. It's someone who's kind of on her level when it comes to these social issues. Yes, absolutely. And I, I really like the part where he's like, say ergo one more time. <laughs> and she's like, ergo. Yeah, <laughs> just, like, whips peanuts at her. <laughs> Literally. And so Guy is voiced by Lakeith Stanfield, who I think that both of us are going to be very impressive right here because we will know 
who this person is. So, has been active as an actor since about 2008, it looks like. Was in, I'm just gonna go for big ones that we'll know. Was in Selma. Was in Straight Outta Compton. Was in get out was in knives out sorry i'm scrolling up and there's like so much between get out and knives out that i was like wait what i'm um, also in sorry to bother you um uncut gems obviously <laughs> bojack horseman and then was also in atlanta so i i know this guy yeah very familiar face this guy i've seen several of these things and i recognize his face <laughs> yeah rare and we love it when it happens and also did not realize, though, barely a year older than me and so <laughs> successful. I know. I was just looking at that, too. Born in 1991. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, the, and he's one of the top 5,000 on the star meter on IMDb. Nice. So just goes to show. Pretty mm-hmm. famous. And so right as they're going into their hotel room, we find out about another company buyout by white whale industries and diane says how many companies are there now and he's like four yeah generously like maybe four yeah and this is something that we've been set up for several times over the course of bojack where they will bring up like fox disney times warner like it'll be Mm -hmm. like 15 company names all combined together and they've been doing it this whole time and there have been more every time yeah. <laughs> yeah fewer and fewer companies they're all just one big conglomeration oligarchy baby so they get into the room and guy makes a big fuss about how he asked for two beds he swears what are they gonna do with one bed oh my god and then <laughs> it's this is a bit because diana guy are hooking up yeah. yeah, he's like, oh my god, this is so professional. I'm going to march down there and tell them I will not stand for this. And then Diane kisses him and he's like, thanks for going along with that. <laughs> yeah, thanks for going along with my two-bed bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is where we go back to the weird melty intro from last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. I watched it again. Whoa, two in a row? <laughs> two in a row. Damn, girl. So we the other kind of storytelling device of this episode is Bojack writing letters to Diane throughout the course of it. And mm-hmm. this is where we get the first one. And it's like, dear Diane, hello, this is a letter. Rehab is making me a letter because I guess letter writing is therapeutic. It did a lot for the Zodiac killer. Yeah. <laughs> which I love. L- yeah. Love any, obviously, Ted Cruz comment. Mm-hmm. I- I'm convinced he's the Zodiac killer. No one <laughs> otherwise. And Bojack kind of goes on about how it's really great that he's in rehab and he's not drinking or doing drugs, but rehab is not the real world and it's not as easy in the real world and kind of some concern mm-hmm. with yeah, that. Yeah, says it's like summer camp he's like this is temporary it's easy and at some point i'm gonna have to go back to the real world and it's like sort of juxtaposed with like diet and guy having their time in the hotel where this is also like not real life it's a bit of a pause on reality and you can like enjoy your happy little time together before you have to go back into real life Yes, but at the same time, all of the scenes with Diane and Guy, it kind of shows that it's not perfect still Mm -hmm. because even with all of the like cutesy eating takeout in bed and all of that, there's still Guy excusing himself to the balcony to talk to his ex-wife, we find out, and Mm -hmm. Diane feeling kind of weird about that still being in the room. Like you can see that things are not all as they seem. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And we hear that obviously Guy has a kid and he like was hoping to see the kid and the ex-wife's not letting him see the kid. Obviously, that's all very complicated. Yes, exactly. And we see them driving 
And Guy says, I don't think it's selfish for me to want to see my son while I'm in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And Diane's like, yeah, but without giving your ex any notice? And yeah. he's like, oh, whose side are you on anyways? Yeah, and Diane just immediately is like, anyway, like, look over there. Which I feel like that's a bit of a red flag, too, where it's like, we're just going to avoid all conflict. Well, they're working together. They're in close quarters. They're traveling together. That... It, just like what Bojack said, that is summer camp. That's not yeah, real exactly. Life. Yeah, for sure. Diane's absolutely right. Like this is how things work with a co-parenting situation. You do have to give a heads up and let people coordinate stuff, especially when it seems like it's contentious between these two. Well, and also the conversation, what we heard was Guy being like, I don't care if he doesn't want to talk to me, put him on the phone. And so it also seems like the kid maybe isn't wanting the visit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So. And that's obviously hard and complicated and I feel like that's something that he they have to work on where like guy isn't appreciating that his ex is still standing up for their kid in this situation. Like it's not just her being horrible. Yeah, very complicated. Not something that I have a ton of knowledge about. So Mm-hmm. Uh, very, yeah, this is very open to hearing feedback on the the co-parenting plot line <laughs> of this episode. I mean, this is something I have lots of experience with where like anytime I didn't want to speak to my non-primary caregiving parent, my mom was very much like, okay, then you don't have to. That to me was like a very powerful statement of like your parent is on your side as opposed to keeping everything smooth all the time. I'm sure yes, other people absolutely. have other dynamics with their... Yes parenting teams yeah we'd love to hear more from the parenting side of things as well mm-hmm. than the yeah. than the kid side of things but definitely good to have that input as well Lindsay. thank you thank you yes. thank you for sharing is this therapy we love sharing <laughs> so they are in chicago eating uh, they're eating some kind of specific sandwich that guy really wanted diane to have and i don't understand what kind of sandwich it is is chicago famous for a specific type of sandwich good question italian beef now that seems like it could be what this is yeah, okay, so it's probably an Italian beef sandwich. Yeah, he's like, yes. oh, the sandwich is so good because the bread is made from lake water and lard. <laughs> okay, a Chicago-style sandwich is an Italian beef sandwich originating in Chicago composed of thin slices of seasoned roast beef simmered and served au jus on a long French roll. The sandwich's history dates back to at least the 1930s. Hmm. So it's also like a dips, a, uh, like a beef dip situation as well. Right. This says that the restaurant they're at is based on Portillo's, which is a real fast casual restaurant chain based in the Chicago area. Which that serves also Italian beef. <laughs> comes up in my Google search for a Chicago yeah. sandwich. It did mention Portillo's. There you go. So look at us go. So <laughs> Such good research. <laughs> we figured something out in the moment, you know, and it's yeah. impressive. <laughs> Instead of someone having to email us and be like, this is based on a real thing. Well, I've never been to Chicago, so all I know about yeah. is the bean and the deep dish pizza. Ah, uh, yes. What's the bean? Like, it's like a big metallic, like, sculpture. There's a bean look, in Chicago? Like a bean. Google Chicago bean. It's like the only thing Chicago people send, post pictures bean. of. Oh, yeah, that thing. Guy, yeah, mm-hmm. Guy mm-hmm. even mentions it in this episode. Yeah, that meant nothing to me. Huh. Well, now it means at least something. <laughs> when you search for it, it's like people also search for, how does the Chicago bean get cleaned? <laughs> I would love to know. Uh, well, I'll tell you. The sculpture gets a deep cleaning and is washed with 150 liters of liquid detergent twice a year. I gotta imagine that there have been some greasy hands on that bean. On a daily basis, city workers give it a good power wash and a wipe down. Wow. Yeah. A daily power wash and wipe down and then <laughs> twice a year deep cleaning. That bean... Costs a lot of money. Mm, it's a lot of lake water. 
public art is so weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there's some public art in Victoria. There's, like, these, like, fake mattresses on the ground. They are pink. It literally looks like someone just, like, threw a mattress out. And then a big sign that says, night is for sleep, day is for rest. So that's some public art here. There's also these, like, spinny things that are supposed to look like a, a cup with a straw in it. And then, like, how a straw would be, like, the refracting light if there's, like, a beverage in the cup. Mm -hmm. But I thought that they were, like, a children's play toy for so long because there's always kids spinning around on them. Right. Yeah, weird public art here. Calgary has, like, a giant blue hoop just on the side of the highway. What was that wow. thing that you were sad that you missed out on? You wanted to go see something one last time in Calgary, and then you couldn't. The cows! <laughs> oh, my God. Calgary had... They did... I cannot I think that the cows were part of the Olympics where mm -hmm. people could pay to like sponsor a cow and then they were all decorated differently these giant cows and a lot of them now live in this parkade in downtown Calgary which is very close to where I had worked prior to COVID and I used to walk through there every single day to go visit the cows and look at them because I love them <laughs> so much I think they are so funny and they are painted so weird some of them are truly bizarre and i never got to go back to the cows when i moved so Sad. one day we'll have to go back and get a picture with each of the cows and make <laughs> it a photo series yeah toronto has some cows around but yeah there's a weird uh, art installation here on the beach where it's like probably like eight chairs and they're just like facing different ways they're all like in a row and they're all facing different ways and i was always like oh there's just like chairs there but then there's a sign next to it that's like please do not sit on the art <laughs> like i haven't actually oh. read the fine print on this but i was like i feel like people must sit on this all the time it looks like oh, it's just like eight chairs like <laughs> yeah there's also in calgary right by my old apartment there is a it's an upside down church huh it's like meet. the devil church is what me and my friend would call it. And it was about halfway <laughs> between our apartments. So we would meet at the church when we had to go play when we were going places together. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, it was weird. I don't know. Public art, weird. Much like the bean in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So they're eating these Italian sandwiches and Stefani calls and Diane gets Guy to answer because she's eating. Mm -hmm. And Stefani goes, Diane, I love that you still eat sandwiches. Like this type of flaw is what makes you relatable. <laughs> She's like, what? What are you talking about? We also have a new Diane Michael Barbaro ringtone. Yeah, you do be queuing these up. I do. I do. Just waiting for uh, them. What's your current ringtone from Bojack? <laughs> I don't have one right now. I just got a new phone. So it's like whatever my phone came with. Ooh, what's the new phone? Pixel 6. Why is everyone in my life getting a Pixel 6? I've had a Pixel 2 for the last four and a half years. It was time. Hmm. I got that iPhone and I like it. Yeah, Cam's an iPhone guy. Wow, how do you make a relationship work? <laughs> it's a struggle. <laughs> Just kidding, obviously. I think it's very funny. I do find that a lot of times Android people get like really upset about the concept of being like discriminated against for their green text messages. And it's like, <laughs> I don't think anybody actually cares about that. I think it's just like a bantery type of conversation you can have with someone when you first get their phone number. <laughs> can't make fun of their phone number <laughs> yeah you gotta make fun of how many fours are in their phone number it's just ridiculous it's a weird number of fours <laughs> so stefani wants them to you know put in some feel-good stories in their cross-country expose of the like dark underbelly of capitalism in america 
Yeah. I do like that they have the like what's trending on our page thing where it's showing like the most popular videos and Diane's are like all at the bottom and the most popular one is just our avocados toast. It's Diane has a point of view, okay? <laughs> and she will never compromise that. This is why it was so bizarre that they made Diane the face of the website. It didn't make yeah. any sense. I feel like avocado, that's a soup, right? Ooh. Does it depend how you eat it? Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you on soup. Yeah, I think so. But I think it in some circumstances it could be a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Like avocado toast is a sandwich for sure. Famously, yeah. Interesting. So guy says, of course, yeah, we'll make a feel good we'll do a feel good story. And Diana's like, Ugh, why did you tell her we would do that? Guy suggests, Well, what about that girl who started a lemonade stand to pay for her dad's cancer treatment? And Diane's like, Yeah, of course. Being like the only country that doesn't have subsidized health care and a little girl joins the workforce to pay for her dad's treatment. <laughs> yeah, this is like pretty harsh. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like her, she has to join the workforce to keep her dad alive. It's just like, Good lord, Diane, but like that is I mean, a dark spin on that. But it's tr- like uh, someone starting a lemonade stand to pay for medical bills is not a feel good story. Yeah. Um, like that, it's like that thing where it was like, imagine if Breaking Bad was set in Canada. <laughs> it's like science teacher just goes and gets his cancer treatment. Well, yeah. it's And it's just like, uh, I feel like a lot of the time we'll see stories like that that are like, ah, this person, this little child is uh, joining capitalism in order mm-hmm. to make things better. And it's like, uh... That's not the goal. (laughs) Yeah, very much not. But Guy has a great argument for why they should put in some feel-good videos. And that's because, you know, they have a good thing going, getting to hang out on the road with their, like, smart, like, beautiful producer. And maybe these two knuckleheads should just both swallow their pride and make some feel-good videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is kind of cute, right? Where it's like he's sort of declaring his feelings and like he calls her smart and passionate and beautiful. And that's nice. Or Diane, instead of just like being too much with her like social justice stuff, he li- he likes that about her. And I thought this was cute. Yeah, no, I do think this is very cute. So they decide to do their feel good story talking about the Every Animal Beauty Company, which is a doll company of which all of their dolls are made from recycled materials and they are fighting against, you know, unrealistic beauty standards for women slash all animals. Yeah, I like this a lot they're talking about like their giraffe doll and they're like, usually giraffe dolls have a neck that's like one inch smaller than the average giraffe neck and like ours are for our necky girls or whatever. And Diane's like, as a necky gal myself, I love that. Yes, and it's so funny because remember when she cut her hair and everyone was mm-hmm. like, oh, what did you do to your neck? Like all, all <laughs> yeah. people noticed was her long neck. So I thought yeah. that, that was a very funny throwback. Yeah, yeah as good. a necky gal, I love that. Yeah, so good. And so Diane brings up the dolls being made of recycled materials, and both of the creators of this company are very standoffish, like, yeah, the first batch of dolls was definitely all made from recycled materials. And this is where we find out that the company was purchased by Toys Galore, which is a white whale subsidiary. Yeah, recycling doesn't scale. So the white whale company is not allowing them to go forward with the recycling thing. They're like, we're not sure what role recycling is going to play in the future of the company, but also we're going to outsource all of our labor to China. Yeah, and so Diane's got a lot of parts like, yay, a small independent startup purchased by a large conglomerate. 
congratulations Mm -hmm. on your success. They're like, that's so empowering for you. Yeah. And then like they bring up, you know, relocating all of their labor overseas to cut costs. And it's like, yeah, right before the holidays. That's wonderful. Like she's so, she's like trying not to give in to her most Diane self but she's still doing it anyways and she's like are you gonna be able to like cut this down into anything usable if we're calling it a feel-good story and guys like oh yeah for sure i'll be able to do that yeah edit it into something feel goody Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is uh, also the first time we see Diane just absolutely shivering in Chicago and Guy gives Diane his jacket with no, no need to question, like, mm-hmm. ask for it or anything, which is very sweet. Yeah, he says, yeah, he's going to have some friends over tonight to watch the game. And sh- would you like to come? And Diane's like, are you asking me to meet your friends? Yeah, and he's like, I mean, you're just like, you're staying with me anyway, so you might as well. So it's like, that's much more tepid than meet my friends. Yeah, and this is where we find out that the, it's the Chicago Baby Humans game, which is supposed <laughs> to be a tribute to your proud human heritage. Yes, the furless, featherless dolt he is. <laughs> I mean, honest, a very funny tongue-in-cheek way of getting at all these like horribly problematic mascots. Yeah, like, no, it's not problematic. It's just like a tribute, of course. Yeah, it's like, no, you it's Furless, fine. featherless dolt. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised they didn't call it some sort of slur. Yeah. <laughs> and then be like, yeah, it's fine. It's celebrating <laughs> you, actually. Exactly, yeah. We certainly couldn't change it. Change a mascot and team name in sport? How Where dare are you? you? <laughs> are you crazy? How dare you? How dare? Okay, so Diane does come to the game, and it's very clear that they have not defined their relationship. She walks in, and he's like, oh, this is Diane, the woman I work with, but like also putting his hand around her waist. And so like... Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly a confusing situation and something they should have talked about before all of the friends came over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like even if you just said, this is my friend, Diane, it would still not well-defined, but better than the woman I work with. Yeah, you literally, even just going, this is Diane. This is Diane, exactly. Yeah, would have been that's totally fine. And then if someone asks, you can be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I know her from work. Yeah, or like, we've been hanging out. <laughs> yeah, like, we've been kicking it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then like it seems to be like definitely Diane's put off a bit by him saying the woman I work with, but then it seems to be like the arm around the waist that gets her like, uh, something is weird about this. Yeah, it's truly bizarre. Obviously she's very anxious about the matter and she's hiding in the bathroom when guy guy comes into the bathroom to talk to her and it's one of those classic miscommunications because she thinks that he wants to talk about what happened outside, but in fact while she's been in the bathroom his son has showed up. And uh, he doesn't bring women around his son unless things are serious, which I think is absolutely fair and right. Yeah, I I don't think that it would be a good idea to introduce just like a revolving door of people to your Mm -hmm. child. Like that's like I wouldn't want to introduce um, a bunch of different men to my cats. (laughs) honestly yeah no i like this rule makes a lot of sense to me it's one that like i have seen people employ where they've been like not yet not yet not time yet but like maybe once we're more serious whatever i think that makes a lot of sense to me i do think that he handles this very poorly however yeah he gets her to climb out the window in case the sun sees her which like again he doesn't have to be like, hey, this is my girlfriend, Diane, or this is a girl I'm yeah. sleeping with. She, he could just be like, oh, yeah, this is my coworker, Diane, and she's on her way to the hotel. Yeah, she, she is one leave. of the friends who is here watching 
the game with me and my friends and yeah. she just like came on the way by and now she is leaving like yeah or even oh yeah we drove in together because we work together and now yeah. she can check into her to hotel so she's gonna go do that like it did mm-hmm. not have to be climb out the window and let me pack up your belongings and toss your bag out to you yeah it's not like make it not so that she's a huge secret and like throw her at the window basically like that's not good it's very uncomfortable. not good so she walks to the hotel shivering the whole time the boar seasons, in case you didn't notice, and then gets another letter from Bojack, which is talking about how today sucks because he had made himself a special snack kit with an extra bag of snack nuts and he put a bee on it just for him, but now this new one, Beverly, thinks someone made it just for her. The story of my life is I never get anything nice. Mm-hmm. Should have learned to adjust my expectations by now. I am disappointed and I have no one to blame but myself. Bojack, like you, she, he literally said, like, oh yeah, the snack kits are communal. We do them every night for bonding. So, like, first of all, he shouldn't be slipping extra things into his snack kit. I think that's very counter to the snack kit experience. And also, like, yeah, of course, Beverly thinks it's for her. It has a B on it. Mm-hmm. She just got there. She doesn't know your name, like, Bojack. Just write your whole name on something. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, he's being a real baby about this. Like, this is why I can't have nice things. Everything is terrible. Grow up, Bojack. Literally. Diane is, of course, as I said, shivering and is cold. I don't understand why she is wearing a crop top and like a small <laughs> like jacket in Chicago in October. Mm-hmm. Yeah, surely she has something warmer than just this. Like, also, she's not stupid. Buy something. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're there for work. I guarantee you, your work will cover you getting a warmer jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or just a sweater like something that covers your entire self but yeah no it's very strange that she's like this is what is like suitable for me when i am in la surely it will be fine in chicago as well dumb like we're not so we've never seen diana's dumb before but she's acting mm-hmm. stupid as hell here yeah being very um, stubborn ugh. it's like i i feel like that's like a very high school energy like i feel like mm. when i was like 16 i'd be like yeah what i'm gonna wear winter boots no i'm gonna wear my ballet flats i don't care if there's like three feet of snow and it's <laughs> minus 40 that is not what an adult human does 100 percent. yeah that's a great point when you're like 16 you're like no like this big puffy coat is unflattering and now i'm like what is the warmest thing you have <laughs> now puffer jackets are cool yeah what the hell yeah. But yeah, and she gets a room with two beds. Very sad. Mm-hmm. Very sad. She gets woken up in the from the I guess middle of the night by Stefani, who says that they made a big impression with the guys of White Whale and they bought Girl Crush. Yeah. And there's like a whole sequence of stuff of like technically they bought these people who own these people who own these people and like it's a new media venture called Sprunk and they acquired Univision which will include Girl Crush and yeah. It's now called like content spew or something. <laughs> yeah, content spew. So think about that when you spew your content. Yeah. Diane's like, that's terrible. Stefani says, not for me. I'm going to be rich. She's like, yeah. you already are rich. Yeah, it's like, I'm slightly richer. But yeah, and then Diane says, oh, sprunk me, which really made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, I did chuckle at that one. Yeah. So Guy and Diane go to the new White Whale building for a meeting, and they are sh- they're there to see like an informational video and who voices oh ollie is the no i think she's barbara because i googled this extensively because i was like what the hell is this animal i I thought it was an oyster well so per reddit i think it's a barnacle 
Oh, that makes a lot of sense she... also with like the white whale of it all. Ha-ha. Exactly. She attaches herself to a whale. Yes. So, okay, Barbara is voiced by Patty Harrison, who was a writer on Big Mouth. In an episode of Broad City, a couple episodes of Search Party, Raya and the Last Dragon, the TV show Shrill, a couple episodes of I Think You Should Leave, does some voices in Tuca and Birdie, was in Q4, and a couple of episodes of Bob's Burgers, and also appears to have been in A Simple Favor. So I guess I, a simple favor is what I would know them from, which is embarrassing because it seems like they're in a lot of things. Yeah. I found this whole sequence went on a little bit long, like this whole thing about like, oh, here's how White Whale moved through the world and they like gobbled up all these different companies and like they explained vertical integration in a lot of detail and I just felt like it went on forever. <laughs> I didn't think it went on that long, but I can completely understand that that <laughs> viewpoint. It was just weird. Like... The way that the white whale is talking about these, like, ghoulish, like, apparitions was a very weird part of the story. But yeah, they really, they explained vertical integration, which, I mean, I feel like a lot of people probably don't actually know that much about that concept. So yeah, (laughs) educational for sure. And then... Yeah, very informative video. (laughs) No doubt. Yeah, very informative for sure. Basically, it was the company was developed by Ezekiel Whitewell, who started modestly with a single like oil refinery inherited from his dad. And then he realized that other people were making bank, like harvesting the oil and selling it. So then he purchased a oil rig and a gas station chain. And by controlling the means of production and delivery, he was able to take over the market and profit. And then it talks about all the different companies that it gobbles over. And the one thing I really liked is when he didn't like how the newspapers were talking about him, so he made his own. And then it shows a headline that literally just says, billionaires, a sweet guy, oceans, dumb. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, very good. I liked that too. Uh, Yeah, I liked that a lot. And then it's like, yeah, I must have been a very hungry whale because I gobbled up everything and now I've gobbled up you. <laughs> yeah and diane's like are we supposed to be charmed by this like what is the message they're going for here and yeah i think so yeah the i very very badly created video like i don't think this is going to make anybody feel better about their company being swallowed up gobbled up <laughs> yeah right yeah so they get a huge binder of all their sister companies because obviously now they can't really make any videos about their sister companies because they will be silenced. Mm-hmm. And this is the first of many conversations this episode of like, okay, well, I guess things are over for us. And it's like, well, maybe that's for the best. A guy can get a job in Chicago and a Diane can go back to LA and stop borrowing his jacket and write a book. Yeah, exactly. She's like, it's longer than this. But all I wrote down was like her book title is one last thing. And then I swear to God, I'll shut up about this forever. (laughs) She goes on and on and on. And she's like, yeah, I got Mm -hmm. lost in the middle of the title and couldn't find my way out of it. Yeah, I feel like the title one last thing and then I'll shut up about this forever is kind of funny as a title. That's a pretty good title. (laughs) But then it just went on and on and on. And then Diane says, well, I guess that's it for us. And Guy says, Mm -hmm. unless it isn't. What if we went and do one more story for us, what we want to talk about, and we can post it to the White Whale website before they realize that we still have all of the passwords? Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to do like a big takedown and they're like, yeah, this will be a feel-good story and that it is me feeling good about taking them down. Yeah, I'm taking these assholes down. Yeah. <laughs> I, re- I really liked that. I thought that was a very funny play on words. Yeah, it's really good. I feel like this is one of those episodes where there's not 
like we can quibble with like the length of certain scenes but other than that i feel like there's not a lot to like criticize yeah no that's fine it's like Like, it's just a good episode of tv yeah it's like a nice diane thing where we like the last one we talked about that was just diane focused was like the dog days are over one which had such a like distinct structure and it's kind of fun to get just a diane story start to finish Exactly. So they are meeting up with Isabel, who's a journalist who's been trying to take down White Whale for years. She says, you might say White Whale is my green light at the end of the dock. (laughs) Which I I think it's very funny how they like dance around all of the Moby Dick references in this. Yeah, it's like you might say it's my green light at the end of the dock. And then Diane's like, what? She's like, great Gatsby, read a book. (laughs) So voiced by Janine Garofalo, who also does the Every Animal Girl Giraffe. Mm-hmm. Super, but has been around forever. Yeah, lots of she's in everything. Stuff. Yeah, I feel like they name drop her on Friends or something. That sounds like something that's happened. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Let me do a a Google search. Haha. <laughs> Very funny. I guess it's kind of hard if you <laughs> friends of Janine Garofalo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She was originally the original choice to play Monica on Friends, actually. Yeah. But turns down the role. She played herself in season nine episode of The Simpsons. Who? <laughs> How many seasons of The Simpsons are there again? They're on like 32 right now. It's insane. Yeah, that's too many. Yeah, that's a problem. Okay. But yeah, so love, I love how they're dancing around the Moby Dick stuff. So Isabel had one contact on the factory floor, Matt Minnowman. Then mm-hmm. he died, so he's gone. But now she's on the holiday gift beat, and now looking for the perfect <laughs> holiday gift eludes her at every turn. <laughs> yeah, her Spirographs, the new fidget spinners, and I think they are not. I feel like Spirographs did have a brief return, though. Yeah. Did you have one of those when you were a kid? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, they were yeah. fun. <laughs> I was a 90s kid, duh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I mean, think we had one at my house. My grandmother had one at her house. Oh, what a cool grandma. Yeah. I think that they they definitely came back, but not to the extent of getting to fidget spinner status. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like her editor said she was like too obsessed with the white whale stuff, so they moved her over to the holiday gift guide, so now Diane's going to pick it up. Yeah, Isabel's just voracious about any story, so it doesn't matter yes. what it's about. <laughs> Diane is shocked that it is snowing in October in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like, Diana, read a book. Like, read a book, from, Diane. Diane, you're from Boston. Like, you yeah. know what cold is. True. Stop acting like an idiot. That's a great point that she's from Boston. Oh, my God. Yeah. Famously warm winters in Boston. Right? Yeah. Uh, guy helps her in the snow. She slips. They have a very cute snowball fight. Mm-hmm. Lots of cute, like, spinning around in the snow. She, like, grabs him, like, hugs him from behind at one point. It's very cute. Very adorable. I loved it a lot. Yeah. There's another Bojack letter here about how Beverly is still taking his snack packs. He has started putting BH on them, but she thinks it stands for Beverly, here you go. And the funny thing is, is that Beverly doesn't even eat snack nights nuts. She normally gives them to Bojack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, it probably means like the universe is looking out for me, even though I'm not trying, but like I'm mad about it. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. just mad for nothing. And throughout this, we see Diane up all night writing, researching, and following up on this Matt Minnowman lead. And when Guy wakes up, she is, like, fully in a conspiracy hole, like, theory rabbit hole, like, Mm -hmm. not doing well, 
losing her mind and you think a guy is going to make some sort of comment about how she's lost herself in her work and how it's like weird or something but then instead he says that she's glowing and compliments Mm -hmm. her yeah that was also super cute because she's just like ready for it she was like oh my god like you see the like insecure moment for her where she's like oh my god you think i'm freaking out oh my god i'm I'm scaring you with my intensity and he's like nope like you're glowing it's like oh good she like needs someone who can support her in these endeavors of hers Exactly. And they're working on the case together. They, it shows them arguing about intentional cruelty versus like, I don't remember the other word. I think it's Ugh. like being callous. Yeah. She's like, it can be both. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I you know what, I don't need to quibble with de- about definitions of words. It's fine. <laughs> oh. And this is where they find out that Mr. White Whale himself wants to meet with Diane and Guy. And Diane's like, I'm weirdly excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're just, like, assuming that they're going to try to shut this down. Like, they've been found out, and it's like, they can't stop us. We're still going to get our video out. Exactly. Um, Our white whale is voiced by Stephen Root, or is it Stephen Root? Stephen. I'm going to say Stephen. But it's with Stephen with a PH, so I could be wrong. Who knows? Um, (laughs) I mean, I guarantee you lots of people know, but not me. (laughs) There's no way to know. (laughs) Um, He was in Office Space. He's in Barry. The movie Dodgeball is one of his featured ones on IMDb. Does (laughs) seen that movie a weird number of times. Really? I don't know if I've seen it at all. Oh, this guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this guy. Did you ever watch Perry Mason? No. I didn't either. I know Barry is very well liked, so I'll cue that up a second time. Did a lot of voices in Adventure Time, which I have watched, so I'm sure I've heard his voice more there. In Gravity Falls. Oh, he plays Lynn Boyle in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh. Yeah, right. That makes sense. Of course. Classic. Yeah. (laughs) Was in Justified. Shout out Antonio Mazzaro and Josh Wiggler. Boardwalk Empire. A couple episodes of Newsroom. He's been a lot of stuff. Very famous. So they are excited for this meeting, and Guy bought Diane the long version of her short coat for when she's in Mm -hmm. Chicago, which is very sweet, but also I still don't think that coat is warm enough. Yeah, probably not. It looks like it's sort of like fluffy looking around like the neck of it. Like it looks like it does have a lining in there, but it's not like a big puffy Chicago coat. That's not a Chicago coat. And Diane's, like, very freaked out about what does this coat mean. And Guy says sometimes a coat is just a coat, but then says a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. indicates that the coat is not just a coat. <laughs> yeah. He's like, not everything is, like, a secret conspiracy, but also, why would you go back to L.A.? There's nothing for you there. And Diane's like, whoa, pardon me. And he gets a little mean talking about how Diane wants to suffer and why does she always punish herself and then Mm -hmm. get snippy about, well, every time you get cold, guess who has to give up their coat when he has never once complained about it? Because I guarantee Mm -hmm. you if he had, she would have bought her own coat. Yeah. Or she would have just like probably continued to suffer, but then been like, no, I'm not taking your coat. (laughs) Yeah. Something like that. Diane then in the middle of an argument decides to push to define the relationship, which is not the time to do that. Definitely not. And she does this whole thing where she's like, yeah, I feel shitty all the time. And like, I'd love to feel good about myself. But like, I don't feel good about myself. And uh, the world is burning. And he's like, that's not about that. Like, this is about our relationship. And yeah. Well, and a lot of what she's saying about how bad she feels all the time is like mirroring things Bojack has said to her Mm -hmm. when he is being at his worst. So it's just another reflection of Mm -hmm. Bojack in Diane. Yeah, and she also said it to Mr. Peanut Butter in their conversation about, like, breaking the news to Pickles, where she's like, I feel bad all the time. Maybe you should feel bad about this. Like, she's really going through some stuff here. Yeah, she's she's not doing well. 
Yeah. But she does refer back now to the like, am I just some woman you work with? And like, to your point, like, this isn't the right time to drop that. You're fighting about yeah. something else. <laughs> like, it's it's one of those things where when once you're in an argument, you can't be bringing in every other little thing because it's just not a healthy way to communicate. Yeah. So she goes back to the hotel and the next morning shows up freezing to the meeting at White Whale. And Guy did show up and she says, I didn't know if you'd come. And he said, well, we have a job to do. He brought the coat. <laughs> yeah. And she puts it on and she's still shivering in the building. Yeah, because he's like, oh, it might get cold up there, and she's still very cold. Well, because the building also is not fully constructed, so it's probably drafty as hell. Yes, true. So yeah, Mr. White Whale says, I don't know what kind of video you're putting together, but I literally don't mind. When you put out stories, like the ones you've been doing, people realize our company is not compromised by morality, and our stocks go up. Yeah, and then it's like... Oh, well, like, what about that guy that died? And he's like, well, what are you talking about? I murdered that guy. And, like, Congress has just made it legal for billionaires to murder people. Yeah, and she's like, well, just because it passed the, like, House doesn't mean it's going to make it through the Senate. And it's like... Really, Diane? <laughs> the president might veto, or the Supreme Court. And it's like, come on, Diane. And so, yeah, yeah in Bojack, billionaires are allowed to murder. And mm-hmm. he says, if you want to do something about it, just make a billion dollars and murder me. Yeah, <laughs> pretty straightforward. So, you know what? It's easy. Anyone could do it. Yep. Just uh, um, pull yourself up by your bootstraps or whatever. Exactly. You just need a modest loan from your father and then <laughs> you can, you know, make it happen. And one oil rig. <laughs> yeah. It's just like how Kylie Jenner calls herself a self-made billionaire. <laughs> and it's like, oh, really? Uh, Sel- you, you yourself. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. So Diane says, well, we could still post. No, um, Guy says, well, we could still post the video. And Diane's like, why? What's the point? He's like, yeah, quite mm-hmm. right. Uh, safe travels. It's been yeah. real. And then he's like, ugh, like, I don't want to be the guy who's like begging you to stay here. But also, like, if you did stay here, you would be so happy and warm in your coat. And I would make things so good for you, which is like also a very cute line. It is cute, but it's also like manipulative in a way after the argument they just had like at no point does he actually sit down and say diane i have a great conversation about about you and i'd like to be with you and do you see any future where you could write your book of essays in chicago instead Mm -hmm. he's like i'm not gonna beg you to stay and i'm not (laughs) the guy who says all of this but i'm also saying diane i love you you could be so happy here and i would make things so good for you and it's like I don't I don't think this is like a good guy move because it's he's not just honestly saying how he feels and like maybe he feels like if he was super honest it would scare Diane away but it's just mm-hmm. not I don't know it feels manipulative and I don't like it um, yeah I think that's very fair like I think it's it is sort of funny how he's like I'm not gonna be the guy to say I'm in love with you please stay and you would be so happy here it's like well you are but saying also, I'm saying like, maybe it. you should say those things. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, if she was just like, he was like, listen, I'm in love with you and you could be so warm and happy here. That like is very different than like, I'm not going to be that guy. Exactly. Like yeah. if he's saying, I understand that you have your own life and maybe this isn't what you see for yourself. However, mm-hmm. let me make a case for it because I love yeah. you. I think mm-hmm. that that's a very different conversation than how this goes. And it just mm-hmm. feels weird. Diane says that she feels shitty. Like the world is pushing in on her all of the time, except for when she's with him and she can't stay in Chicago and be with him when being with him is the only good thing in her life. Yeah. Yeah, I can't be with you if you're the only good thing in my life. That's too much pressure. Which, like, 
Fair. I, guess. I, th- yeah. I think it's I think it's one of those things where it's like Diane is correctly seeing that she needs to get right with herself in order to mm-hmm. have a happy relationship, but is not putting together the dots of actually w- doing work to get right with herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, too, that we have this, like, narrative all the time of, like, how can you love someone if you don't love yourself? And it's like, well, like, people who don't necessarily love themselves still deserve to be loved. But, like, I think this is highlighting that well where it's, like, Diane can't be putting everything on him. And I think that's the concern here is, like, you're expecting him to fulfill all of your needs. Mm -hmm. And, like, you do need to be doing work beyond that. Yeah, especially, you know, being in a new city where she doesn't know anyone, she would be relying on him for everything. And I think that it's smart of her to identify that that's maybe not a sustainable thing right now where she's at. And I agree with Mm -hmm. you. I definitely reject the premise that says if you can't love yourself, how are you going to love somebody else? Or -hmm. if you can't love yourself, how would anybody love you? Like, those are very different things. And I would argue that they are completely not factual because I know that there have been times in my life where I have not loved myself at all. And yet I have given extraordinary love to other people and been loved by other people. And it's just not, Mm -hmm. that's not how it works. Yeah, it's like super victim blamey too, or it's just really annoying. Or it's like your depression is like your it's like yeah. the reason no one will ever love you and like on and on. And I think it's like a really bad narrative that we try to sell to people. And I think this is different from that. Where Absolutely. Diane's just being like, yeah. you can't be 100% of the good things in my life. And I think that's fair. Like if she was being like, okay, I'm also going to like do a bunch of work on myself and we'll give this a shot and we'll see where it goes. Like but we're going to have to kind of take it slow because I have a lot of work to do. Like I think that that is maybe the right approach, the safer approach. Yes. And I like, again, like it, like to... I think at the same time as all of all of those things about like needing to love yourself, I do think that jumping from one relationship into another when you're not in a good place is also mm-hmm. not helping you in any way. Like her divorce is still super fresh. So mm-hmm. I think that it's important that she take the time to know what she who she is and what she wants. Mm-hmm. Because a guy has a kid. Like that's a serious commitment if you're going to date someone with a kid and you need to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I, I wonder, it would be interesting to know exactly how much time has actually passed because it's like, <laughs> Mr. Peanut Butter has like jumped into a new relationship and is engaged, but also like it still feels fresh. Mm-hmm. Well, I think especially because most recently she backslid, right? Or they yeah. both backslid. True. Yeah. Right? Right. So it's like, it, it's like a reset almost. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. And then we get what I thought was very funny when he's like, Diane, don't get on that train. And she's like, <laughs> you just said you weren't going to tell me that. And he's like, no, you're going to the airport. That train <laughs> goes like the wrong way. You're going to get screwed yeah. over. Yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> she's like, don't tell me that. And then it's like, oh, no, you're just on the wrong train. <laughs> Yeah, and then she gets, she's stuck in the train. It's like, oh, no. She's like, no. (laughs) We also see Diane flying back into LA and yet another stark contrast from last time she traveled, taking a cab home from the airport instead of being picked up by Mr. Peanut Butter. True. Yeah, I didn't think about that. And then this is where we get the last BoJack letter where Beverly was really sad on her last day in rehab. So Bojack admits that he was the one making the snack packs and said he loved her and she was really <laughs> upset because she was hoping Mario was writing the notes. Yeah, and then everyone's mad at him for making her cry on her last day. Sounds like things are very dramatic over at rehab. Agreed. And we do get a good line from Bojack here where he's like, is it worth it to keep her happy for a little bit even though it ended up being sad or would it have been better if it never happened at all? Exactly. And then one other line, as she walks in the door and has so many bills and letters on the floor... 
at the end of his last letter, he says, I spent so many years being miserable because I thought it was the only way to be, which I think is absolutely the advice that Diane needs in this moment. Totally. Yep. And so Diane calls Guy because she's been thinking. Well, she was on the plane. She was thinking about the grilled cheese sandwiches that she made herself when she first moved to L.A. And she was super broke. And she was making them because they were cheap, but also because while she was doing it, she wasn't thinking about how depressing her life was and how she was thinking that maybe she should make a new grilled cheese sandwich because she loves them and they make her feel good. So that's a good thing. And the thing about grilled cheese sandwiches is that you can make them anywhere. So that's another good thing. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, and then they're both just like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, good, good. Yeah. She's like, look, one other good thing in my life. Maybe I can jump into a relationship with you, which I just (laughs) don't think is a good idea. If if the only good thing you can think of in your life is a grilled cheese sandwich because you don't think about your life while you're eating it and making it, that is not a good thing. Stop it. (laughs) Yeah, I do think that. Yeah, I guess the reason I'm like finding it a bit more hopeful and positive is that it's like Diane being like, okay, let me be open to this possibility of not being miserable. And I think that that's important for her, where like Bojack is saying, she's just like, has never realized there was another way to be. And so I do think this is like an important step for her. And hopefully going forward, she will also take other steps that help fix that. Yes. And, and I, I do agree. Like, it is good that she's at least like being open to something happy happening in her life. I just think that it's such a like, I don't know, it's just like such a dumb little thing. And her and Guy have truly never had like a serious conversation about how yeah. both of them feel. <laughs> and for someone for either even to do long distance or to move across the country is just like such a big yeah. thing. And I feel like you have to talk about all of the ins and outs of that before you do it. You can't just like jump yeah, it is a lot to be like to go from being like, oh, am I just some woman you work with to being like, I've decided to move here to be with you. Yeah. <laughs> like they didn't actually have a conversation to be like, of course, you're more than the person I work with. I was just like nervous or whatever. Yeah, I think that there's there are some steps missing in there. It's just weird. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. that's the episode. That's the episode. No feedback about this one. I think we did get a tweet. Sweet. I tweeted out a full, well, not a full day in advance, but on the day prior to today, I tweeted out that we were doing this. Nice. Because I I committed last week that that's what I was going to do. So, first of all, Carrie or Kari, sorry if I pronounce that wrong, says, I think Kirsten might be a witch. I was listening to the Showstopper <laughs> episode of BoJack and I complained out loud about how much I hate people mispronouncing fajitas. At the same time, she complained about the same issue. She's a witch and has my full support. <laughs> that's my full support <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that. and then jules said i love diana and guy's budding relationship it's refreshing to see her being valued for who she is instead of being asked to suppress herself in order to be loved and appreciated i didn't mm-hmm. even mind the depressing truth about the horrors of capitalism because i was happy for our girl <laughs> so it sounds like yeah. jules is in your, the team Lindsay on this one it sounds that way yeah like i like that a lot too where it's like for once it's not someone being like oh my god diane why can't you just be more fun it's someone being like yeah i can like have these conversations and really get into this stuff with you and I feel the same way and I think that's really important and probably refreshing for her to see that it's probably the first person who could go toe-to-toe with her since whatever his name is from BuzzFeed and he was insufferable (laughs) Wayne or Marcus yeah he was terrible yeah like and I think it's like one of the things that I've commented on before is like I don't like sometimes people will be like, I just need someone who can challenge me. And I find like often what happens there is that you get people like Wayne slash Marcus who are just like constantly challenging you and being annoying and that they're constantly pushing you on everything. And here it's more like they can have intellectual conversations about these things and then also like be cute and have a snowball fight and things can just be nice and comfortable. 
Exactly. Exactly. So that is it. If people would like to be part of the conversation next time, you can email us bojackhorsepod at gmail.com or tweet at us at bojackhorsepod. You can catch Lindsay over on Shit 90 Shows Taught Me talking about It Takes Two, correct? Is that the yeah, one? Yes, so the time this comes out, it will have been a couple weeks. But yeah, go check yeah, it out. Yeah, go check it out anyways. Podcasts don't expire. Like, it's not going <laughs> to go bad. Go listen to it. Also, go listen to The Simpsons then and now. Human resources, it's all there. And human resources on post-show recaps. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> I need to start writing a list. Um, yeah, that's all. <laughs> you can also hear from me over on the RHAP Big Brother Canada coverage, on post-show recaps talking Bridgerton season two, and on Kowski Cast, that's Cow with a K, talking about Riverdale every week. In addition to streaming on twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What, you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What. And we will be back next week to talk about season six episode four of bojack horseman surprise see you then bye